Coming to you live from Austin, Texas in the Queen City in North Carolina, this is the Good Faith Podcast for the month of April 2021. This month, the three-time worst-dressed five-header of a congressman is implicated in trafficking of underage girls. Sleepy Joe Biden cut some guy named Child Poverty in half. Apple has discriminated against vampires by removing blood from their syringe emoji. We see you, Tim Van Helsing Cook. And Charlotte loses a treasured culinary establishment. Sunny's Barbecue, one of 113 such locations across the Southeast. We are a clear voice in the world of dis- disinformation, left-right dichotomies, and bad faith grifters. To start, Carl, with the news, can any white person compare themselves to Rosa Parks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, you know, what a way to start off a podcast. It's just clearly white men are being persecuted too much so what we need is two white dudes to have another podcast because clearly there have not been enough white dudes who have podcasts out there just two guys riffing well in case you wanted to know what the hell that was all about there's a friend of the pod friend of the jokes uh the delightful nicholas j fuentes with his host of america first which you may or may not be aware of was the guy who compared the holocaust to an easy bake oven with cookies that was uh frightening uh his latest thing is about how he's on the no fly list and the delightful headline of him tweeting out this is april 29th 2021 <clears throat> when you think about it i'm actually being treated worse all caps than Rosa Parks, because at least she was able to sit on the bus, even if it was in the back. I can't... Mm. Of, mm. You know? It's, you know, this is the same guy who then, I, I kid you not, on the same day, on the same day, I tell you, then complains, what the fuck is this McDonald's, where he shows a McDonald's hamburger upside down. Like, he just let it fall out of the wrapper, and now he's whining about that, too. So, I mean, come on, come on, my dude. I don't know what it is with these uh, particularly unhinged types like Quintus and OANN host Greg Kelly, but they have a fascination with injustices done to them by McDonald's. They have a weird fascination with that specifically. Like, I... It sort of gets me because, again, without irony, transitioning from nothing compared, like, I'm being treated worse than African Americans were in the South during the civil uh, civil rights era, and my McDonald's hamburger is upside down. Definitely for real. And it, and if y'all want a real treat, just search for Greg Kelly McFish. That's it. Mm. Three words. Uh. Bulletin, the McFish issue is now trending on Twitter. McDonald's, all caps, definitely has a quote-unquote situation on their hands. I mean, as long as they're not putting Greg Kelly in the back of that line, I guess it's okay. (laughs) He's doing better than Nick Fuentes, that's for sure. He is doing better than Nick Fuentes, who, in case you also are not aware, was featured prominently in the January 6th riot that stormed the U.S. Capitol building. He took video of himself inside the building, if I remember right. He did. Was he on Twitch at the time? I feel like he. there were a couple people who were... Uh, who were caught because they decided to live stream themselves storming the U.S. Capitol on Twitch. 
I'm not sure if it was Twitch, but he does stream uh, him playing video games on AmericaFirst.live. Oh, boy. What do you think a aggressively white nationalist xenophobic video game like discussion is like? Uh, they probably play Wolfenstein lamenting that you can't play as the Nazis. I was just about to say that! <laughs> Oh god, I I don't know how the two of us got together, but the, there's just constant moments of meeting of the minds here and I was just about to say I can't why am I killing the Nazis? They haven't done anything wrong. They're, this is just cancel culture. You, yes, yes. World War World War 2 fighting the Nazis was cancel culture. We're just can't we're just canceling and it's and of course the based response is yes it is. It's appropriate cancel culture. Fantastically so. Oh gosh, well, what a way to start off the podcast is that do you we're just going we're just gonna declare judgment right now that no Nick Quintas, you are not experiencing a fate worse than Rosa Parks because I don't think Rosa Parks stormed the US Capitol and threatened to take members of Congress hostage. Just I'm just gonna throw that out there as one possible reason. Also, I I mean do you would you ever associate with anyone riding on a bus, Nick Quintas? I, I doubt that. I doubt that he would take a bus. I would pay for his Greyhound ticket cross country. Ah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Live stream the whole thing. Live stream the whole thing. And then not watch it. Absolutely. <laughs> I would pay people to not watch it. There you go. We're about to lose a lot of money on that bet there. Oh, God. What else do we have for, for the month of April? We have a, another angry white guy, Tucker Carlson. Uh, Carl, I need you to rate uh, Tucker's hot take. He's the king of hot takes at the moment with his primetime show on Fox. Saying that the worst attack on our democracy was the Immigration Act of 1965. Ooh, ooh. I mean, that's... Ooh. Uh, I mean... Just another, just another goose step on the way to just outright saying that anyone who isn't white is bad. I mean, I'm going to put that on on the sis. Like, it is definitely on the stove. It, it is definitely, but of course, compared to the, I mean, kitchen on fire, which is Rosa Parks in the back of the bus. After doing that segment, it's kind of like anything at this temperature is like well done. Maybe you know. Maybe it has a little flame on it. Maybe you need to get the fire extinguisher out. Uh, but I, I, but man. Um, so when did that happen? When did he say that? Oh yeah. When did he say that? How how into April were we before we were damaged by that? April 29th. Oh wow. I mean, I, I the end of April is really representing just coming in with all these hot takes. It's the same day that old Nicky boy said his. Uh, Highly disenlightening tweet. I wonder if they tried to go to the airport together on that same day. Oh, no. And then Tucker Carlson saw all the non-white people who got on the plane. I, 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 I bet that's it. <laughs> well, you know, they're threatening his uh, frozen fish fortune that he's an heir to. Tucker Carlson's an heir to the frozen fish fortune? He is. I believe it's the Swanson Company. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay, to our one and a half listeners out there, I'm currently aggressively Googling this. This is this is one of those sort of very really fun facts to sort of that every 
Dickhead has some sort of like just interesting thing about them, and his is that he stands to get a lot of money. It's through his mother, I believe. Wait, so just the fish? Because there's also the Swanson broth. I only heard it as frozen fish. Okay. Well, as long as he doesn't get a hold of, as long as his grubby hands don't get a hold of the broth, I will be good. Exactly. Because I just, man, I, ooh, something's rotten, and it's not the fish coming emanating off of Tucker Carlson. But man, I mean, I, I personally would have thought that, you know, 1861 or maybe, uh, I don't know, 1941, you know, 1940, right around there, possibly 9-11. I would have thought that those would have deserved memorable highlights, but Immigration Act of 1965, that is, a, that is one way to go about it. Of course, that was the act that also abolished uh, racial quotas for immigration to the United States. So I wonder what the correlation with that is. We'll never know. We'll never know. As, as it, it's, it's like that guy who's just in the hot, to, uh, hot dog. We got to find out who did this. <laughs> Hopefully one of these days, Tucker descends into an Alex Jones type madness and is dressed on air in a hot dog costume. Okay. What do you think would be his turning the frogs gay moment? Oh, because we because if you if for those of you who are uh, uh, as shielded as you are for not going down the rabbit hole like Morgan and I do, uh, Alex Jones, of course, is known for one of his famous lines about how the federal government is pouring estrogen into the water supply and that's turning our frogs gay. Also, but hey, that is actually relevant Texas news because Alex Jones is in the middle of a custody battle right now at, in still? the city of Austin. Oh, yeah, he's still in a custody battle. I thought that was over when he had to admit that his whole shtick is a, per is a made-up personality. Oh, no, no, no. That's still part of it. If you see the, lo the uh, deposition, uh, the videotape deposition that they took of him, that is definitely, you see that it's just a shtick. But yeah, he's still in a custody battle for his kids here. Do you think as part, of, yeah. as part of his defense, he cuts a drone out of the air with a katana to show that he's that he's not crazy? It's all those supplements, man. It is. All those supplements that he, that he has. Okay. I feel like you could place, I feel like you could safely place Joe Rogan and Alex Jones on the same continuum. They're yeah, different they're, level, they're different levels of crazy, but I mean, hey, they're both jockeys. They both have a, they both have, have Atlantis guests. And they both sell supplements. I mean, there's a lot of tandem right there. They both share the same tactical bath. Mm. Really? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that that's something that Alex Jones hawked. It was also Brain Plus or something like that. Mm. Uh, just some... I'm sure. So, uh, so uh, final judgment on uh, Tucker Carlson's hot take, I'd say, I mean, it's relative. All, all the hot takes these days are relative, but I would say it's it has to be somewhere between right you've incinerated what's what's in the oven and there's a small fire now. It's whatever sort of reaction in the kitchen that makes you sort of draw your breath in very sharply in astonishment. Or it makes you squeal in a very inappropriate fashion. Something like a uh, a, a 
pan about to catch fire, but smoking quite a bit. Or the same reaction when you accidentally drop a huge drop a huge kitchen knife onto the floor. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, no, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna back away from that. Oh, moving on. Of... Moving on, we have student loan cancellation. Joe Biden, God bless him, has canceled $1.3 billion of student loans but only for students that were victims of fraudulent universities. This has left Brianna Joy Gray in shambles as she has had the misfortune of earning two degrees from Harvard University. <laughs> I don't know how she's ever going to crawl herself out. Of that I time. mean, I've said this before. The optimal student loan forgiveness policy is $1 more than my current student loan balance. Certainly. $2 more, it's just... No, no, I, I could never support that. That's just freeloading off of other people. But I, my own personal thought on that is you, 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 got, you got swindled by a fraudulent university, and there's plenty of them out there. Uh, of course, all the greatest hits have lawsuits against them or had lawsuits against them at one point. Uh, anything that you've seen on TV that doesn't have an, an established, well-known campus probably has been sued at one point or another as a for-profit university. Just my general advice, don't go to a for-profit university. You are probably going to get swindled at some point. But what if it has the giant letterhead of Trump University across the top on your acceptance letter? Only go to that university if you're Donald Trump. Gotcha. Okay. That way you can be both the student, the professor, the administrator, and just say that you run the perfect university with an 100% admission rate and 100% graduation rate and 100% passing rate, 100% degree degree granting rate. I mean, there you go. Can't lose. I wonder if Trump would rate his failed, closed down university that had to pay millions of dollars back to frauded students higher than the degree he got from Wharton. Ooh, uh, now that is interesting. That I would like to know. Exactly. We should... Uh, Tweet at him about it. Uh, Get a response forthwith. That's January news. That's going back too far now. I know, but it's, as, as they say, it's evergreen. Mm. That is too true. But also, I mean, one of the other things, too, is that with the higher education bubble that's collapsing, the first one the first universities to go are going to be these for-profit guys i mean i'm looking up the eminently well-known devry university has actually closed 14 other campuses since 2016 wow in 2018 they had to close eight additional campuses right there they're collapsing as fast as toby keith's i love this bar and grill <laughs> oh what was the story behind that it's it's that, crazy that's about it they're Apparently not very good. Only Toby Keith loves them. Yep. Well, the one thing you can also say, too, about uh, forgiving these student loans is that a lot, uh, sadly, there are plenty of people who go to these for-profit universities who are uh, veterans or who get benefits through the GI Bill, and they're getting defrauded in only orders of hundreds of millions of dollars, is that the government is paying for veterans to go to these universities not get proper accreditation or be able to take those credits to a real university and have spent all this money and these people waste time in the process. It's horrible. It actually is genuinely tragic. And so I'm, I'll, I'll put that in the, 
in in the in the good soul food category of things that the good things that happened in april we finally we you know we led with two awful things and you know third time's a charm got something good yeah but of course anything of course as general on twitter anything that isn't an immediate capitulation to the most radically left-wing position means that joe biden's student debt cancellation mean he's uh limited student debt cancellation means that he's a fascist so what are you gonna do uh complain about it on your podcast that earns about thirty five thousand dollars a month on patreon oh god that's you, a uh, lot of money it is I, no, no sorry i stand corrected $32,165. There you go. Don't give it any more credit than it needs. I know. I know. I mean, I would just assume that any proceeds that we get from this podcast would go to some selected charities. I don't think anyone's going to pay us for anything. And that's okay. uh, that's true. Hey, you three people who are listening out there. I don't know. Throw this us a bone every once in a while. This is free. <laughs> You're all right. No, don't sell us that short. <laughs> Give it some time. Give it some time. Uh, Then we can quit our day jobs. (laughs) Oh, boy. We're a far cry from that, my friend. Well, hopefully at some point we'll be able to scrape our pennies together and root through the couch for enough loose change to uh, get our hands on one of these. And you told me about this uh, earlier last week, Carl. Home Depot sold for one season... <laughs> a twelve foot skeleton for the princely sum of three hundred dollars. So I was actually reminded of this because many of you at home received letters in the mail recently, probably dated in April, uh, of about from the IRS, which had uh, you know the letter from Joe Biden, like there was a letter from Donald Trump about the stimulus money that you were receiving and how it's been deposited to your bank bank account. And of course, Joe Biden passed $1,400 plus $600, which let's do the math. $1,400 plus $600 is Mm -hmm. $2,000. Yeah, checks out. That's how math works, people. $1,400. It reminded me of, oh, wait, Home Depot last October yeah, it was still selling those. Tw- was still selling those twelve foot skeletons for three hundred dollars. I could have bought a family of four with my stimulus money, but Home Depot had to run out, and I'm just super sad about that because they sparked a cultural effervescence with the twelve foot giant skeleton. With sure. I, well, mind you, with light up blue eyes. I'm not sure how this one passed me by because my favorite picture of the aftermath of all this was one giant 12-foot skeleton in someone's yard with a bunch of smaller, normal-sized skeletons dancing and praising it. Oh, that's still on Twitter, too, so you guys can follow along at home if you want. I mean, I I love the people who kept them in their front lawns and repackaged them for Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Just there's this giant skeleton dressed up as Santa, just holding a package because it's also posable too, which makes it infinitely better. And you could put a little speaker in it at Christmas time for it to go. What's this? <laughs> and they're also now re- they're reselling on eBay. They're, I think the the one that I, that we saw last week was at 13, least seven hundred. Like at least seven hundred. Yeah, but closer to thirteen hundred on ones that were just still in the box. Hopefully this year they will. I'm not sure. What are you thinking? 15 foot skeleton? 
I mean, they have to go big. They need to go super huge. They need to go over the roof line again. We need we need to go. We need to shoot to the stars with the skeleton craze. Are we talking, I, are we talking a high density uh, neighborhood roof line, or are we talking about a suburban single home? Well, hopefully, if enough of these skeletons appear over the roof lines of suburbia, it'll convince some people to abolish single uh, single family detached housing. That's exciting. You just you just put the skeletons on their each other's shoulders, and there you go. I mean, you just scare all the homeowners away. Oh no! Now I want to put one on water skis behind a boat mm. that would be great advertising yeah. oh which I, but you know you can't do it on on a lake austin because uh fun fact there was a uh trump boater rally uh last year on lake austin and there were so many boats with such huge flags and so much wake that a couple of boats actually capsized and sunk and so Austin PD had to go out and rescue people from this lake because they decided to hold a massive boat rally on an artificial lake that the state built for, for a reservoir. So you're telling me that Trump supporters have robbed a water skiing 12 foot skeleton dream that I've always had since I was a little boy? I will not say that it has been robbed, but I will say that the shock value of doing something on, lo on local lakes here has kind of subsided. Well, we might as well do it up here at uh, Lake Norman, north of Charlotte, where uh, Trump still has a golf course. Oh, really? Yeah, he would come to Charlotte every so often and just be like, oh, I love this place. I have a property here. Very convincing. We've actually talked about this before. Uh, Morgan and I were on a, on a group chat. We were talking about this, that how if you actually look at Mar-a-Lago, there are actually a couple of homes in front of Mar-a-Lago right, right in the beachfront view. It's it's a it's an interesting setup. I encourage everyone to go and actually look at Mar-a-Lago, the where the club is, because there's actually a whole bunch of private residential homes that own the line between this you know the private resort and the beach. And my whole suggestion was you could easily buy up those houses and then build twenty story condos on them. You could combine the properties and make it one large building all the way through with no breaks. It would be, I mean, you, you'd be a certified resort then. There you go. Or, I don't know. So, so I mean, it, any of you enterprising people with hundreds of millions of dollars in cash on hand and, you know, are, are bitter, I'm just suggesting that that is an alternative. That you don't have to go out and chant for people to kill the guy. You could just make his life mildly irritating. And I think that's very, that's far, far more funny. And just imminently satisfying because every day it's got to hit them, right? I mean, you could build a children's charity hospital right there, or you could build a huge homeless shelter. I mean, the possibilities are endless, people. You could even build a, a refugee resettlement program. Like, oh. you just, just rent out the condos to resettling refugees, and you would just hit the truck. You'd hit the jackpot. Well, since the governor of South Dakota says she's not going to take them anymore, that's... Oh, well. that's right. Refugees are illegal in South Dakota. Mm, I don't think they really get a say. Mm. I mean, I would hope that most refugees don't want to resettle in South Dakota. There are much prettier states out there. That's fair. That's fair. Well, like Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, even Wyoming. I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, that one possible alternative, because, of course, this is April... 2020 we don't know what's going to uh, one 2021 i need to be careful right there god i the pandemic has 
just squished all time together where everything is both consequently five days and five years ago. Uh, I've, also, I've often advocated this, is that, you know, it's April 2021. We don't know when we're going to revisit this podcast, if ever. We don't know what's coming down the pipeline. I mean, for all we know, the world's going to end tomorrow or, you know, a month from now. So you won't get a May podcast, you scrubs. Anyway, that we don't, we're, we don't have perfect political foresight. So there's a debate going on right now. I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, the House has passed a resolution to make uh, D.C. a state. And all the fun things that come with that political back and forth. So one of the suggestions that always goes back is that DC should be retroceded to Maryland, which apparently DC people don't want to be retroceded to Maryland. No one in Maryland wants to retrocede, uh, have DC be retroceded to them. So my, my thought was, okay, if you want to do a political power play for the party that's currently in the majority in Congress, optimally what you, what you would do is that you would take your heavily, very, very heavily leaning District of Columbia and merge it in with a Western state who you keep complaining has too much representation in the Senate. So, for example, one of my proposals is you could easily just retrocede Washington, D.C. into North Dakota or retrocede it into Wyoming. And then there you go. That's two extra Senate seats right there. And you keep a perfect a perfect proportion of 50 states in the United States. It's I, I perfectly believe that that is one way to solve this controversy. There you go. And it's not like we don't have states that are split up themselves geographically i mean look at michigan and they're doing mostly fine i imagine i mean i'm sorry one of the strong political positions i have is that the upper peninsula needs to be liberated okay so that, now we're at 51 states and now what do we do uh merge the dakotas back together okay one big rectangle i mean i, I i'm a fan of the rectangle i mean colorado colorado got the rectangle thing going on that's true that's true it'd be like playing those uh Mobile games where you have to drag stuff together and take a yeah. I mean that, that's going good there. There you go. Just just swipe Michigan and Wisconsin together. I mean you could. Oh oh oh. I mean all of Michigan and Wisconsin maybe a bit t- maybe a bit tough. That's that's. Fair. But I mean, right. who knows? I mean, it, 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 you all may or may not be aware, but the uh, articles of accession, which make the uh, which give grant the state of texas to be in the united states has a weird clause which allows texas to explode into five separate states all at once without congress's consent so easily tomorrow do put this on your calendars easily tomorrow what could happen is that the state of texas could explode into north texas south texas east texas west texas and austin is that really what they'd be named i i, I we're not original i mean look, look at our congressional districts we we all give them numbers. We, we're not fancy like our uh, wonderful neighbors to the north or in the other parts of the Anglosphere who actually name their congressional districts and, uh, you know, ridings, uh, parliamentary seats, because it actually makes sense to say, oh, you know, I'm from so-and-so or, you know, I'm from the town of Reading or I'm from, I don't know, uh, Newcastle upon, uh, upon Tyne, which is uh, I, I love yeah, it's, it's real yeah yeah it's a real place i mean some of them sound like fairy castle lands but they're they're true like i'm from glasgow west and you go okay or edinburgh east all right there you go but in the united states you go i'm from the 32nd congressional district of texas you just go you have a number great well it tells me I, nothing i think that y'all could come up with some really uh, creative names for your five separate states, given how creatively drawn your current districts are. 
Oh, I we turned that into that's high art. I, I'm telling you that we district district drawing is not democratic. It's not a science. It is an art. It's it's one that now that I'd love to do. Now that I have just added the 32nd congressional district, now I need to look at it just to make sure it exists. Yeah, just to make sure it exists. It does. It is uh -oh. the congressional district in North Dallas. I completely forgot it. I used to live in this district. I was, I genuinely was just making this up. Oh my God. It's bubbling back up, man. I know. Colin Allred, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, 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 if I, if you had told me that your congressional district was, was Dallas North, I would have gotten that. See, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for adding you so hard. But I mean, I would at Pete Sessions because he used to represent that district. Oh my gosh! Actually, I think I actually met Pete Sessions once. Did I meet Pete Sessions? Yes, he. I was in his congressional district. I remember. He came to campus once. Oh well, it, he came to campus once, and it was uh, it was just a town hall. And then, of course, uh, I mean perfect example of democratic participation there were maybe 50 people there at most okay. in an auditorium of, that could easily sit 500 and sitting right in the center rows uh someone had decided to launch off a series of prescriptive questions and then they unfurled a banner with their two co with their uh two compatriots unfurled a banner of about 15 20 feet long which said hillary lied and people in benghazi died and it just had the faces of Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, and Barack Obama. And then for some reason, Muammar Gaddafi, I, I didn't quite get all of the, I didn't quite get all of the, the spacing right there. But yeah, that was, that must have been 2014. That tracks. I, that it was, could that have was, been yesterday. It could have been yesterday. It, you know what? It could have been yesterday for all I know. The tale as old as time. Oh yeah, Carl, we get mail. I swear we do. Do we get mail? We get mail from listeners oh that that need to need answers to hard hitting, very tough questions. So Carl, I'll read this to you. Here we go. Okay. The sun is causing the water in my privately owned lake to evaporate. My water condenses into clouds and is later redistributed to my neighbors in the form of quote unquote rain. How can I stop this solar socialism? <laughs> uh, um, well, wonderful, lis uh, wonderful listener, viewer, letter writer. Do we have a... Did this person actually give a name to this? Uh, they've chosen to just put a red X where normally a person would sign their name, so I imagine they're uh, free upon the land. Okay. I'm getting those vibes. Okay, well, X. That makes my life a whole lot harder. <laughs> How do I riff on that? It's just, it's just an X. Isn't that also a thing on Twitter where people just put X's in their bios? That I, I know that means something, and I and I'm, and I think I am inclined to think that that does not mean something good. They're uh, they're straight edges. You don't you put put the X on the back of your hand means you're a straight edge. 
I don't know what that. This is a form of popular culture that I am not up to. I'm an old, old man. My understanding is that originated in the punk scene because a lot of punk kids were super young and they would go to these uh, not matinee shows, but like early shows at clubs where they could go, still go hang out, but they weren't serving uh, booze or anything. And then, of course, you know, no one kicked them out when the taps opened up. And but so they'd mark the back of their hands with an X and then it became a thing to be like oh I'm part of this scene put the X on that means you can't get any alcohol there you go so what a way to self own it's just like oh I want to be yeah, I want to be with the in crowd let me deny myself the pleasures of of having an, some form of alcoholic entertainment it's it's part of part of their own little group and I I will not riff on the punk scene then I, you know what punk you do you now, in terms of solar socialism, I, I'm kind of at a loss. So from I mean, my, honestly, the, 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 how, big, how big of a pond are we talking here, though? Uh, well, it's this privately owned lake. Did I say pond? I meant to say lake. Okay, well, so my, my thinking of lake is that this person probably owns a pond. Okay. I mean, you know how, how, you can, how people tend towards exaggeration. It's probably mm-hmm. a pond. Oh, definitely. Like, like privately owned lake. I mean, now now I'm going to need to see some receipts. I'm going to need I'm going to need to see some property tax rolls here. I I, I don't believe this. Uh, I don't think this person pays property tax. Well, that would be a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. it tends to be. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, well, number one, I would say pay your property taxes before your land gets confiscated. Then you'd really know what socialism is like. No, you can't. You can't recognize the authority of a court with the gold fringe on the flag. You know, oh God! Uh, come on, Carl. Does this go back to the private corporation thing about how the U.S. is actually just a corporation? Vaguely in eighteen seventy-one or six, but yes. Is this whole kind thing of. about we sold ourselves to Australia or something? I uh, to in, no the it's England or the Vatican. There's so many. There's so many players in the globalist conspiracy. I mean, I, that's what makes it hard for me to keep up, is that I never know if it's the Council on Foreign Relations or if it's the Trilateral Commission or Davos or the, or the Bilderberg Group or if it's the Rothschild banking family. I mean, you got to give me one target here. Well, once so you start, no, once no, you start no, giving me 20, that, 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 now, I'm, now I'm confused. I'm like, there, there, can't be, there can't be this many conspiracies running at the same time. They've got to they've start competing with each other. No, see, you're, you're coming about it all wrong. If you nail down a single thing... Then, then you're a slow-moving target. See, I, I work with these people, okay? I've, I had someone completely unprompted tell me about how in 1876, America became a corporation. The national debt doesn't belong to the people. So we don't need to pay our taxes to pay off a debt that's not ours, things like that, right? If you, the trick to all this is you got to go fast. You got to keep talking. If you stop talking, you're dead. This is like the movie Speed, but with batshit conspiracy theories. Or like a podcast, you just got to keep talking. Got to. Otherwise, you're dead. There we go. There, there you go. Now you know the real reason why we started this podcast is that is in order to keep ourselves safe from the new world order that's coming. I mean, the aluminum foil on my windows can only last so long. I mean, I have my plot of land reserved in that 5G dead zone in West Virginia, and I'm just waiting for the optimal moment to move. But unfortunately, I got my vaccine already, and I didn't know that I came with a G- with a 5G Wi-Fi router in it. Mm, damn, gone now. 
such a pleasure. Oh well. Now now I download data so much faster. So I've given I've given myself up. It's too late to save me. Maybe you still have a chance. Oh no, I got my second dose on Saturday. Uh well, there you go. You're see, you're you're doomed like I am. We are both fish in the same barrel. Possibly. Did you know that it's actually hard to, to shoot fish in a barrel? Sure. I mean, because most, because again, well, one, you got to set the parameters about what kind of a barrel are we talking here. Oh my God. Also, you got to set the parameters of what kind of fish you're going for. Carl, have you're you're from Texas? Did you have you done this shooting fish in a barrel? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How did it go? Um, the water makes it actually very difficult to get a good angle. Okay. Also, we did not choose the large fish because you would think that we would choose like something large. It was basically it was basically like goldfish in a Walmart type situation. Oh, no. Except they were minnows, which which made my godfather just tell me that's why that you, that's why it's not like shooting fish in a barrel because it's so much harder. I mean, this this guy has a full weapons depot in in his house, so I, I was hoping that he would know. Well, it's, now if you now if you now if you accede to the so, solar socialism theory, you can just let that water evaporate, and then it's going to be really easy with those fish. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just socialism making your life easier, you know. I know, right? Can't be having it. Can't be having. Okay, so so what's the recommendation here? What, what do we what do we how do we stop solar socialism? You shoot the water for trying to escape your property. Oh, you mean like that advertisement in Florida? But you know, don't shoot your gun into the hurricane because that's not going to solve anything. Pretty much, because I, 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 I the only other thing I can think of is get yourself a private sector tarp, lay it over your entire lake, and then you will avoid the collectivization of your water uh, well hopefully everyone's stockpiled hopefully this person stockpiled enough uh, silver and gold to afford enough ron paul liberty tarps to cover their pond i'm telling you it's not silver and gold anymore it's those sweet ass nfts and bitcoin that's true and uh catalytic converters off of cars that's the new big hot thing really uh for the platinum inside Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, you, I, get, you get, I get it. You get, you get two people driving a four-door with a car jack in the back, and then they pop that car up, use a um, sawzop, pop that sucker off, and they're gone. And then you just suck on that gas pipe and just hope for the end. It is something like, I want to say it's about 800 bucks worth of platinum in a single catalytic converter. Oh, damn. That'd be wrong. Uh, I mean, metals prices change all the time. Silver has completely fallen through the floor. That's right. You were telling me about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Turns out when hospitals stop using silver to develop their x-rays because they're going digital, then there's not much of a demand for crazy people money. Are you telling me that these people who sold me silver are lying to me? I mean, what do they tell you? They told me that silver is only going to keep going up as we keep printing off this fiat money, which is owned by the massive banking corporations are soon going to take over the U.S., Oh, no. Silver's going to spike when enough uh, people on the internet buy physical silver coins and bars to artificially restrict the supply. And then, I don't know, it's another short of, sort of short squeeze like they did with the GameStop stock. Uh, you see, man, that's another January reference right there. 
I know, I know, but there's there's so much that's happened this year. There's a lot that has actually already happened, and it was just, and it's just been April. I'm I'm sorry, I'm digging too far back to other episodes. Oh, it's the unedited series. Mm-hmm. The, the, these are episode zero. This is this this is digging deep now. <laughs> deep deep in the archives. Deep in the archives. We didn't even get to half the things that we needed to talk about. You know. Things left on our outline. Republicans continue to protect children by denying them medical care and the McDonald's ice creams. What is it with McDonald's? This oh, the McDonald's just keeps popping up. I'm telling you, if there's a conspiracy theory that I can believe in, it probably involves McDonald's. Okay, so I'm sure you've seen the video. I have seen the video, yes. Okay. Hit have our good. listeners seen the video? Oh, they're, they're about to get the, the, the high-level <laughs> summary. Okay, so there is a video on YouTube which describes or more elucidates and elaborates on why the ice cream machines at McDonald's are always broken. Because you may or may not be aware, but there is an app out there right now, which brilliantly, this is a, this is a form of data analytics that I wish I could do, brilliantly goes and tries to order a McDonald's ice cream online at every single McDonald's store, I think at least in the U.S. and Canada, yes, it's, it covers at least that far. Goes online, tries to order an ice cream at every single store in the U.S. and Canada, and if the ice cream machine is not working, it'll kick back an error. And so you can easily tell just by looking at this website which McDonald's restaurants have their ice cream machines currently working or whether they're out of order. And it is phenomenal, phenomenal data. Love this guy, uh, and so. It had been elucidated that, okay, well, this is fairly interesting. Uh, why in the world do the McDonald's ice cream machines not work? And why, Carl? Why? Uh, why? Why, you may ask. Why, he might, why you might I am say. asking. So uh, there's this YouTube channel run by this guy named Johnny Harris, who goes into the real reason McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken. So... This goes into my field, so get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Here's some industrial organization uh, theory time. So McDonald's, as you know, has a bunch of franchises. You can essentially get a franchise for a McDonald's. I, Morgan, while you're over there, you can probably look it up how much it would take for us to buy a McDonald's and then hopefully piss off Nick Fuentes when we have his McDonald's burger upside down. Uh, okay. So McDonald's is franchised. So you get a franchise and you essentially essentially are buying the trademark and the prestige of running a McDonald's. And McDonald's sets you up with, hey, here, here's where you order the ingredients. Here's where you order our merchandise. Here's where you order you know, forks and spoons and knives if you ever need those at a McDonald's. Here's where you get uh, the clothing you know, for the uniforms that people need to wear, all that sort of stuff. Well, one of the things that they also give you is they give you guidebooks on, hey, here's where you order your equipment. And one of them are one of them that they sent it are for machines. And one of the machines, of course, is that they have this ice cream machine specifically for uh, all the McDonald's ice cream. And the whole thing about this machine, eventually what you learn from you know, like me is from this uh, company called Taylor. And now Taylor, interestingly enough, has ice cream machines for a whole bunch of other places. So Wendy's, for example, 
uses the same category of tailor machines that McDonald's uses, but Wendy's they generally work almost all the time. <laughs> but the specific tailor machine for McDonald's is one that is frequently prone to breaking down. Well, it turns out that Taylor and McDonald's have been exclusively partnering for quite a while. Let's, I'm just going to throw out a couple, of, a couple of decades now. And they have built an ice cream machine that is so complex, so complicated, so hard to describe. You can look at the, uh, the owner's manual for this thing. It, it looks like a dictionary. It is so technically complex that any single error that occurs on this McDonald's ice cream machine just says, you know, see a technician see a technician, see a technician. And guess who services the machines? Only Taylor technicians. So they, Taylor has built an ice cream machine which deliberately breaks and constantly requires McDonald's franchise owners to call a technician in order for them to fix. And this is the only, this is the, only occurs with, McDonald's, with the McDonald's branded machine and not any of the other companies they partner with. It, it is insane. And the, the C6, I want to say it's the C6 model. It's, it's fairly complicated. They, it, it's, it has a long string of numbers. It has all these different error codes that would, of course, show up on a screen. If you're, if you're like a 16, 17-year-old, if you were like me and you had your high, job in high school, you don't know what, what the heck is going on with all of these error codes that are showing up on your screen. You're going to be like, hey, boss, the ice cream machine's not working. And your boss is going to look at it. And your boss also doesn't know all the different error codes. And he's just like, just call the guy. Just, just call the guy. So they, the service technicians are always out there. And so there is a guy that's also mentioned in this. I guess you could call it a documentary. It's 30 minutes. You can call that a documentary. A documentary video. Talking about how there are some people who are able to hack in is one way to describe it. Hack into the machine and discover oh, hey, here's what some of these error codes actually mean in layman's terms. Here's how you can fix it. So one of the easiest things to do is don't put a whole lot of ice cream into the blender on top when it's blending the ice cream. If you load it too much, the, the rotor blades will get stuck. But I mean, I don't, I don't blame people for not knowing that. I mean, I overload my, my, uh, my little smoothie uh, blender all the time. So I, I, even I get that mixed up. But it's like simple fixes like that where you can say, okay, unplug it and turn it back on. Literally, that's one of the suggestions that they have for here's how you fix this machine. And McDonald's found a way to quash that. And now they're making their own app to fix the broken machine that they say people could use from Taylor. And the company that they're partnering with to help make this app to help people understand the Taylor machine is owned by the same company that owns Taylor. Beautiful. This is this is a grade A industrial organization monopolization conspiracy going on right here, folks. This is why your ice cream machines at McDonald's are broken. And you can partake in this if you have a minimum of half a million bucks of unencumbered liquid assets. I mean, as soon as I sell off all that silver and gold that I have, we're gold. We're 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 getting the golden arches. I'm upgrading from gold bars to golden arches. <laughs> Or if you could just show up to McDonald's HQ and just go, hey, I got this bag of gold here. Can I have me a restaurant? There's something like, hey, you know what I got you? I have this, I have this NFT of LeBron James getting this great, sweet-ass <laughs> dunk. 
It's worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm just gonna just gonna put that on your table right here. I will, say, away. I will say that you can't just throw money at McDonald's and expect them to give you a franchise. You have to pass out of Hamburger University. Now, are they accredited? I mean, you buy McDonald's. It's it's a twelve to eighteen month program, and you have to pass it to run one of their franchises. Do you think that the former president could go through Hamburger University? Oh man! I now I am a sadomasochist. I would pay money to watch the president try to go through Hamburger University. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Can't get it out. I have the name in my head. Hamburger University. Hamburger? Hamburger. Now on Discovery Plus. Now on Discovery Plus. Uh, (laughs) Of of course it'd be on Discovery Plus. It'd be brought to you by the same people that bring all of us 90 Day Fiance and all of their spinoffs. Too busy watching that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. hate to bring it up, but it's there. It happens every week. I know. We have a full do- we have a full docket docket of topics that man we just did not have time to cover. Well, it's like they never happened. I know it's just it, it's it's it, you know Arkansas just didn't ban transgender kids that just never happened. What are you talking about? Well, they certainly didn't stop there. I mean, they're still going. It's really unfortunate. Oh yeah, if 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 any of you have are able to be connected to the internet, you probably are listening to this podcast. Uh, you can easily go online and look at all the uh, horrible pieces of legislation that are coming out right now of targeting uh, transgendered youth. And I, and I will it, say, while you're while you're looking up this, it's truly an extensive list of Midwestern states. Uh, in North Carolina recently, there was bipartisan legislation to uh, change the rules on marrying a child, which currently stands at the age of 14. If that child is pregnant or has given birth, and that was going to get raised to 18, great. And what happened? It got killed by the Senate Majority Leader, Phil Berger. Interesting. Okay. Last week. So, so, so what's it? What's your stick? It's just that he he doesn't he he believes that we protect kids by marrying them off. And I mean, what? No one. No one knows. There's no public comment. There's. But no one's been able to get a sufficient answer out of Raleigh as to why one man, one very extremely powerful man who runs the legislature with an iron fist, uh, is keeping it legal to marry 14-year-olds. I mean, what the, what an ultimate expression of one man, one vote. I will say that he did play a role in quashing the anti-trans kid legislation that was in the legislature. I, I mean, maybe that was the compromise that was struck. It's like, hey, we're still going to keep transgendered youth, but we're just going to marry them off early. That's that's fair, but he also probably didn't want another repeat of House Bill Two, which is uh, Pat McCrory's uh, downfall, that and getting the I seventy seven toll lane contract. But um, everyone that probably hit people's pocketbooks a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, HB two is reason McCrory lost uh, the governorship, and then. Uh, two years later, they lost their supermajority in the legislature. Oh, bless bless their hearts. They're still doing okay. 
I'm sure. So the full list, if you want to know, is currently maintained currently maintained by the ACLU. They had, it's it's ACLU.org, of course, and it's legislation affecting LGBT rights across the country. And they have very helpful lists of everything that's on that's currently up for debate in 2021. And then also helpful lists of, oh, this is the first time this has happened. It's not the first time it's happened. They have lists for 2020, 2019, and 2018. So the culture war has extended to sticking hands down people's pants. And there you go. Sticking hands down children's pants. Oh, yeah, and children's pants too. So that, which is even worse. It is the final frontier for modern conservatism. And it could have had so much better. It could have, it could have, you could have aimed so much higher and got, got to settle on the kids. That, that one's a disappointment. But, oh, well, uh, oh, and this full list, they helpfully organize it by, very helpfully, uh, prohibiting health care for transgender youth. There's a lot of those. Uh, surprisingly enough, single sex facility restrictions is, is down this year. There are only, only Tennessee and Arkansas have any bills about that. And by far, the most popular, uh, let's see, for this year is excluding transgender youth from athletics. Which, I, you know, the thing that gets me is that, you know, maybe having two or three versions of the same type of bill per state kind of makes sense if someone proposes it in the House and the Senate. But let's just say that you're the state of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have five different bills all on the same subject. I, I mean, at that point, that's just overkill. It's, it sounds like grandstanding as to who can commit the most harm towards a child. What? Politicians grandstanding? Why I never. Who could have foreseen? Who could have foreseen? Uh, let's see. Restrictions on identification documents. That's, inter- that's interesting. And then other, tra- other tra- anti-transgender bills. Also a short list. By far the most popular seems to be. Uh, and of course the moral panic of the day is transgender youth and athletics. Which, which uh, Caitlyn Jenner has uh, come out in opposition of. Interesting. Yeah, you missed that? Man, you need to be more online and brainwormed I, like I am. I'm sorry. I, I have to go outside and touch a blade of grass every now and again. Just one. Just, just a single blade of grass. Well, actually, that's true. Just a single blade of grass because grass is trying to actively kill me. What if What if you had, say, like a little Zen garden with a little patch of grass in it inside your house? You I, would prob- I would probably burn the patch of grass to keep the Zen garden. Okay, well, let's assume someone who's not deathly allergic to grass. Could they still stay Fair. inside but still touch grass? Is that okay? I think it would depend on the long-term viability of the grass inside. If you had a little UV light and mm-hmm. you know, we got some actual sun rays in there, I, maybe you could do that. Okay. But in terms of their well-being, you stay inside but touch grass. It, it, again, it, it's marginal at that point. You really got to you really got to set the parameters straight on this one. Got to take got to take those hundred steps every hour. Got to take those hundred steps every hour, even while you're asleep. You know, oh, <laughs> go ahead. I don't. I don't know. I I feel like I had something flash across my brain for half a second, but. Uh... Well, I mean, I was just going to go straight back into. Uh, all the other wonderful things that have been popping in the news. Like my personal favorite, uh, 
my absolute personal favorite is the fact that, and we've talked about this, where the state of Florida has decided in its infinite wisdom that, of course, the big dividing issue of the day is not, for example, marginal tax rates or proper uses of municipal budgets, uh, local crime laws or... Or in this case, not even not even transgender transgender youth. No, the most important Ooh. the most important issue right now is whether Twitter is allowed to deplatform political candidates for office in the state of Florida. And so the state of Florida has decided in its infinite wisdom to pass a bill making that illegal. What if Twitter decides to build a theme park in Florida? Ah, well, Morgan, you ask a very, very good question. Because the bill from the state of Florida explicitly excludes any corporation that owns its own amusement or theme park and licenses and operates it in the state of Florida. So, I mean, I am personally, give me Facebook land. I want to see Mark Zuckerberg's face on a blimp going over, the, going over an entire lake. And in the center of it is everyone playing a crappy version of Farmville, except it's actually a farm. I want to go to Facebook land. Man, the, the Mafiaville is going to be a real bummer. Yeah, I think that Facebook needs to get 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 ahead of that. Need to get ahead of the game on that one first. I, I I don't even what what would what would Twitter world be? Oh, oh goodness. Um, I think you imagine you hook into these sort of suspended systems so you're always flying like the little bird. Mm-hmm. I imagine you can only speak in 280 characters. And if you if you speak for too long at one point you uh some attendant comes by and slaps you right across the mouth. <laughs> oh, it's just the Batman Robin meme. Exactly. You go 281, you you get slapped. All right in the kisser. There you go. Oh, and a, and a sign of eminent equabil- uh, equitability here. The uh, regulations uh, do not apply to any platform that has less than 100 million monthly individual platform participants. Well, there's, there's Parler able to kick off whoever they want. I mean, Parler is shooting through the roof. They've gone from, what, two people who are on their platform to possibly four? Was it Parler or Gab that someone from the project made a Donald Trump account and then put their Bitcoin? It was Parler. Oh, it was definitely Parler. Yeah. Okay. From what I understand, that didn't go well, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. Listen up, kids. Even Parler has moderation rules. It markets itself as a free speech platform. Mm. If you're going to fraud the all right, you got to put more effort into it than that. Yeah. At least have good Bitcoin wallets. Have, have them lined up and ready to go. So that's the wonderful thing that's come out of Florida. And I can actually read you the civil penalties for violating that statute, if you would so choose. Good. What is What, what penalties of these are going to bring Twitter to its knees? Twitter, so, which, is, which is not based in Florida. Oh, no. Uh, but it, it but it does apply to any political candidate from the state of Florida who has a Twitter account, mm-hmm. for example. I'm using Twitter as an example because Twitter is very popular. 
or maybe I should say unpopular with the state of Florida. <laughs> so upon finding a violation of this subsection by the Florida Elections Commission, in addition to the remedies provided in separate sections, it says, social media platform may be fined $250,000 per day for a candidate for statewide office and $225,000 per day for a candidate for other offices. Well, they're going to have to stop paying all those community content moderators. Oh, and also the social media platform that ha- that has to inform a candidate of any free advertising, which includes posts, content, material, and comments by candidates which are shown on the platform. In the same way as a user's posts, content, material, and comments are which are not considered for free advertising. So... Uh, getting rid of that old promoted little tag. Oh, yeah. Uh, also opens up a whole thing for antitrust laws, which are phenomenal. Uh, they are not allowed to have any economic incentives from the state of Florida, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Again, again, a state where Twitter is not headquartered, but okay. I, I, yeah. And Although oh, if, if you, was... you are able under this law, if you are, say... I'm just going to say this. If you're Ron DeSantis and you get deplatformed from Twitter, you are, as a private citizen, are authorized under the statute. You can sue for damages. Hmm. In addition to the uh, criminal fines that are imposed on you or the criminal penalties that are imposed on Twitter. Sure. So like the $250,000 a day. Well, the, the state has to get their pound of flesh. At least a pound of flesh. Yeah, well, at least 250 grand a day. You know, yes. Twitter should should move their headquarters from New York City down to Florida. I'd say somewhere sort of south florida wherever laura loomer lives <laughs> Just, uh... uh okay loomer oh goodness uh, oh censor oh, oh i love this censor under this statute includes any action taken by a social media platform to delete regulate restrict edit alter inhibit the publication or replication of Suspend a right to post, remove, or post an addendum to any content or material posted by a user. So even a disclaimer opens you up under charges of censorship. Now, Carl, I'm just a simple, simple country construction worker. Uh, Doesn't this immediately run afoul of the First Amendment? You would think that the eminent people from the state of Florida would have thought of that before they wrote this law. But as we just got through saying, this is a season for grandstanding. Fair. If you if you are if you can open yourself up to a twelve foot skeleton in your front yard, you can as a form of grandstanding. You can open yourself up to just passing a law that will be immediately struck down by a court in violation of the First Amendment and Section Two Thirty. So that, but why not? At <laughs> least you can say that I temporarily owned the libs. And owned big tech. Carl, for for one day of fines, which are again two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is imminently laughable. You could use for one each day of fines, the state of Florida could buy eight hundred and thirty three twelve foot skeletons. Oh, that is really good. Every day. Oh, that is a lot of skeletons. That's a lot of skeletons that DeSantis could put in the governor's governor's mansion. Just on the I'm just line. saying. I'm just saying, Ron DeSantis. There is an o- another alternative option here. You could have an army of twelve foot skeletons with light up blue eyes, or you can 
try to go after Twitter and you won't succeed. I, I, I'm just saying that there are alternatives here. Or oh, wait, wait, wait. How many McDonald's franchises could Ron DeSantis open up? Or you know what? Let, uh, let's be fair to Ron DeSantis of Florida. Okay, right. The, the state of Florida will uh, become a, uh, a business owner. Yes. By buying McDonald's franchises, uh, it would be every two days they could qualify for one. Okay. I mean, that's... Well, well I would say two and change because you also have to pay a $45,000 franchise fee. So. Okay. I, so there you go. There is another business alternative. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 this could all just be a scam to get to open more amusement parks in Florida, in which case I think it's brilliant. If the whole goal of this is to actually open up more amusement parks, then... I didn't even think about that. I'm telling you, this is an alternative strategy. This could actually just, just be a way to increase Florida's theme park power. All right, Carl, uh, I'm going to make a note to myself and uh, put it in the mail and mail it to myself. Uh, <laughs> What would neoliberal land be in the great state of Florida? Well, obviously it is, I mean, it's basically like um, Epcot. I mean, Epcot is one way to look at it, but it, it would be an upzone to Epcot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'd be kind of like, what, what's the private, there's a private city that Disney owns. Uh, what is it called? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Celebration. Celebration, that census-designated de- place. It's like, a, imagine an upzoned celebration. I love it. Like there a main, is, main Street USA, but 15 stories tall. Yes, there is a tro- there's actually a trolley that runs through uh, neoliberal land, but the trolley is actually a taco truck. Just a really big taco truck, and it stops by, and there's enough of them, so they run by almost every other street corner. Now, with this trolley... Do you stand at a lever and then you're asked? Do not. Questions? We are we are not we are not litigating the trolley problem on this podcast. Absolutely not. I refuse. Okay. Because okay. I refuse to accept the premise of the trolley. Okay. So I'm, tell, move, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys. I moved to table. Move, we're moving to table. You know what a really easy solution to the trolley problem is? I'll tell you. You jam the lever halfway and then the trolley just goes off and derails itself. Thank you. You're welcome. End of story. All right. I got to get my hands on a trolley, a lever, some train tracks, some people tied up on them. Let's, let's run this experiment. I am not letting you get past local ethics board with this. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, That's okay. Have we sufficiently bored our viewers at this point? Uh, especially since this is an audio only medium? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we need some sort of ending segment as to uh, something lighthearted and apolitical. Well, I mean, the 20 foot, the t- 10, 12, 20 foot skeletons are apolitical, but I think that I think that they deserve their own special mention. Having said that, I think we need to end on a light, light note. So I have a, another calculation. If you will, there we go. By 300 it is also skeleton related, but we mentioned it near the top of the show. How Biden canceled $1.3 billion worth of student debt. You know where I'm going. He could have just bought everybody. He could, well, not everybody. He could have bought 4,333,333 12 foot skeletons. With light up blue eyes. Got to, man. What? 
let's say you're present for a day and you go, man, I could spend $1.3 billion one way, or I can spend it on 4.3 million 12 foot tall skeletons. That's one way to go. That would have not been my first choice if I was president of the United States for a day, but. Well, you're a better man than me. <laughs> all right, that'll do us for the month of April. We will come back at you with all the news to chitter chatter about in May. And before you go, we have one final send off for you, which we'll send off as check this out. And it is. Oh, no. Our... Oh, yeah. Oh, nope. I'm, I'm raising it. We, we have to have a fun. We have to have a funny send off. It okay. is our opening theme music is, of course, Louis Armstrong. We ah. discovered this wonderful gem today, and it is Louis Armstrong singing Apple Bottom Jeans. Playing you out. Good Apple evening and good night. Boots with the fur. The club was looking at her. Fuck. Shorty got low Baggy sweatpants Rebox with the strap Turn around and give that big booty a slap And I thought to myself Shorty got low I ain't never seen nothing that'll make me go this crazy all night spending my dough and I thought to myself what a wonderful world had a million dollar buy and a bottle to go Them birthday cakes <laughs> They stole the show <laughs> And I thought to myself <laughs> Them birthday cakes got low <laughs> Birthday cakes What the fuck This next part is filler I don't know the words. I'm Louis Armstrong. I've been dead for 30 years. <laughs>